What's the Tampa Bay area along with my main man, Mobili, the fourth estate crew? Um, let's see. Mobili, do we have this thing here hooked up? Yeah. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and play uh, play this Holy Ghost. <laughs> Uh, that 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 I think is a is an appropriate song <laughs> for this being Sunday and all, and also for the the type of soul stirring things that we're gonna be talking about. Yeah, in the next hour. Next hour. So hey, hang tight. Uh, join us here on the Sunday Forum. We'll be right back. This is WMNF Tampa. In Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. In China, protests against the Chinese government's COVID-19 restrictions have spread to more cities following the fire at an apartment complex that killed 10 people in the western city of Urumqi. Those protesters in Shanghai gathered for a candlelight vigil that included calls for President Xi Jinping to step down. The protesters questioned whether COVID restrictions got in the way of first responders. Polish Prime Minister Maciusz Morawiecki says Russia is choosing destruction in Ukraine because it's losing the war there. Putin wants to take millions of people from Ukraine and around the world hostage to suffer and die so that Russia will be great. We cannot allow for this. We will never surrender to those brutal, barbaric regime and we will always support our friends and partners from Ukraine. The Polish Prime Minister speaking this weekend at a meeting in Kyiv on food security and agricultural exports from Ukraine. Ukraine marked its Memorial Day yesterday for the victims of a 1930s famine under Soviet rule, accusing Moscow of using the same tactics. Billions of dollars in political party surrogates are flooding Georgia ahead of the December 6th Senate runoff race between Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker. From member station WABE in Atlanta, Alex Helmick has more. Warnock's campaign outraised walkers by about $32 million from late October to mid-November. And TV ads for both candidates, especially during prime football watching, seem to be on a loop. Walker is also getting help from national GOP funds and support from Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and his in-state machine that handily defeated a Trump-backed primary candidate as well as Democratic challenger Stacey Abrams in the general election. Warnock is finding surrogate support from U.S. Senator Cory Booker over the holiday weekend and on December 1st in Atlanta, former President Barack Obama. Early voting is underway throughout parts of the state. For NPR News, I'm Alex Helmick in Atlanta. Emergency rooms and children's hospitals have been full for weeks with cases of RSV. More illnesses like it and the flu are circulating earlier and affecting more older children than normal because people haven't been exposed in recent years. Here's NPR's Yuki Noguchi. RSV is common with cold-like symptoms like sneezing and coughing. Most cases are mild but can be dangerous if it restricts breathing in young babies, the elderly, or those with chronic conditions like asthma. Face masks and social distancing cut down dramatically on infections in recent years. As a result, many more children are getting exposed for the first time this year. Distressed breathing and dehydration are the primary concerns doctors have for those with suspected cases of RSV. Yuki Noguchi, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. On the southern Italian island of Ischia, rescuers are digging through mud and debris, searching for at least 10 people who remained missing following yesterday's landslide that was triggered by heavy rain. The slide devastated a small town. At least one body has been recovered. The Venezuelan government and the opposition have signed an agreement and a breakthrough to try to resolve the country's political and humanitarian crises. At talks in Mexico, they issued a joint statement requesting the release of billions of dollars frozen abroad to help fund health, education, and food aid programs in Venezuela. The resources have been blocked over alleged election irregularities. Here's the BBC's Will Grant reporting from Mexico City. 
The two sides have been at each other's throats for decades. There is a lot of bad feeling between the two actors, um, but there is some hope that this time around it can be improved. And certainly the Biden administration appears to be backing the talks. They have given the green light for Chevron, the oil giant, to resume operations in Venezuela. The idea that oil so key to the Venezuelan economy, that that sector picks up again with a major U.S. oil company is music to the ear of the Maduro government. NASA says its Orion space capsule has begun its long orbit around the moon. Right now, the uncrewed spacecraft is more than 250,000 miles from Earth, farther than any spacecraft designed to carry humans has ever been. Orion will reach its maximum distance from Earth tomorrow. The capsule is scheduled to return on December 11th. I'm Giles Snyder, NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. WMNF is kicking off the new year by bringing back Chuck Prophet. His wit and wisdom combined with great vocals makes this show a must. The Chuck Prophet Trio steps on stage January 11th at Skipper's Smokehouse. Tickets are on sale now. $20 in advance, $25 at the door. Guitars and drums inside. The Chuck Profit Trio, January 11th at Skipper's Smokehouse. Buy your ticket now by calling 813-238-8001 or online at WMNF.org. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. We're gonna dance till dawn. We're gonna dance till dawn. Now you don't have to wait till 9 a.m. to hear Democracy Now!, You can hear it every morning at 8 a.m. on our HD3 channel, The Source. You can hear it online at wmnf.org slash listen. That's Democracy Now! weekday mornings at 8 a.m. on WMNF's The Source and 9 a.m. on our main channel. And it's replayed on The Source at 5 p.m. every weekday afternoon. Hi, I'm Jeannie Holton. And I'm Nathaniel Cox. Tune in every Sunday from noon to 2 to the Acoustic Peace Club on WMNF. We play singer-songwriters and acoustic music from blues to bluegrass and speak loudly for peace. Join us every Sunday at noon on WMNF Tampa. Hey, it's Lindsay from the Caribbean Cruise, where we play all Caribbean music from the classics... To the latest. Every Sunday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on WMNF 88.5, online at WMNF.org or through the WMNF mobile app. Hey, what's going down, family? It's your resident chef, Big Eddie G, inviting you to the Soul Kitchen. Me and my assistant chef, Mr. White Pepper David Bryant, serve up the best of R&B and soul music with a pinch of hip-hop and jazz and a dash of fun. So stop by Friday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Bring your appetite, because the kitchen will show enough fill you up right. Here, only on 88.5 WMNF. This is WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM, Community Conscious Radio. Right now, you are tuned to the Sunday Forum here on WMNF 88.5 FM, Tampa. And we're taking your telephone calls on a host of issues, climate change, crime reporting, including hate crime, none reporting. (laughs) And uh, we got to talk about those disappearing towns. So keep it tuned. You're listening to the Sunday Forum And we're taking your phone calls, 813-239-9663. We're also taking your emails, right, as djwmnf.org. Walter?
Stand on the top with the Temptations and Rip James. And right here on the Sunday Forum, 88.5 Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. Here we go. Here on the Sunday Forum, that was the sound of the Temptations and Rick James. I'm standing on top. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Tiffany Haddish was on top at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she'd be on top again, man. Yeah. She'd yeah. be on top again. I believe in Tiffany. Tiffany's got some real talent, man. Yeah. You know, people have been writing us here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, Writing us about the show uh, Somebody wants to know about the tropical heat wave date I'm not exactly sure I'm looking for it on the calendar But you might want to call the business office At 813-238-8001 Starting Monday morning Tomorrow morning See if they can give you some specific dates uh, That are there for certain And uh, Betty Silverman wrote about books Saying DeSantis is a crafty white supremacist who will stop at nothing to implement his racist, sick values. Disgusting. And he's Harvard-educated. Scary people. And our man uh, Alvaro has written us, thanking us for the show. It's the only black talk and news show at WMNF. It is also the only show open to and allowing Latino voices and issues on the air. Yes, you're right. That's great. And he wrote back saying China is the largest producer of renewable energy systems. The U.S. continues to be the largest emitter of greenhouse gases in the world, not only historically, but today. Not only for what it itself produces in the U.S., but because its corporations are spread throughout the world, producing goods for the U.S. market and for exports. That's and right. That's right. He's also talking commemoration of Indigenous Peoples Day when we make a stand against the continued obliteration of the Indigenous communities throughout the world. Thanks for those contributions, Alvaro and Betty. 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hey, listen, we have some people on the line right now. Uh, we want to get to it before we do that. Before we do that. Uh, so this this hour, I want to talk about the the five black American towns that were hidden under lakes, under lakes, and ultimately from history books. Now, Mobili, this is this is a sad, sad commentary. Clearly, uh, we talk about things like uh, places like Oscarville, Georgia, right? Where there, in, in each case, of course, there was always an excuse as to why it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Benson, Alabama, right? Uh, which is also known as Kawaliga. Uh Then you have Seneca Village in New York City. Susanna, Alabama. Vanport, Oregon. Oregon. Mm. Oregon. All the way up in the great northwest. Yeah. Right? Uh, you know, it is a sad commentary that they found it necessary to take and, and, and come up with excuses and, in order to destroy these communities. <sighs> We talk about Tulsa. We talk about Rosewood. We talk about these these communities um, that we know were blasted, you know, were blown up. Uh, people went in, made excuses, and all of them had to do with some sort of confrontation that took place with between a black man and a white woman, or an accusation <laughs> mm-hmm. of a black man, you know, who who was accused of kissing a white woman or touching a white woman or whatever it was, and um, and, and then of course the excuse of the angry white mob to go out now and go and kill. Right, which is something they wanted to do anyway. They wanted to do it anyway, to destroy the, the productivity and, and and the fact that these towns were flourishing. Right. And so what they did in each case was they actually, they actually uh, decided, hey, you know what? We've already blown these places up. We've already destroyed everything around here. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go ahead and we're going to make water features. We're going to pick, take a take a take a take the river water and divert it this way. We're going to actually have a big old pond. Underneath those ponds are ruins of uh, of churches and houses and stores and things like that. Underneath those ponds, where they're doing all this recreational stuff with the with the ski dudes and everything else like that, they're able to do all that stuff. Not know, in some cases, these people don't know that this is the case. They've been forgotten. They've been forgotten. And so these people continue on with life as usual, and these communities are forgotten. Gone mm-hmm. from the annals of history. Now, watch this. What we, what we not from the pages of history, excuse me. Now, what we, what we, what we look at now, if we want to, Look at how dangerous this is. Let's look at the cemetery situation right here in Hillsborough County. Right? Do you know that the Zion Cemetery, and this, this actually happened, the Zion Cemetery, which my great-great-grandmother is buried in that cemetery. Okay? That cemetery operated up until about 1945 or so. So it's not like the city didn't know it existed or that that it was there. No. They determined that it was that it was okay to go ahead and build over it anyway. Right. So they waited another 10 years and actually began construction on what we now call Robles Park. Mhm. It, it, it's amazing. Then we look at King High School and what was found at King High School. Mm. Then we look at Port Tampa and what was found in Port Tampa. Then we look in West Tampa. It was my father, God bless his soul. My father told me about, I think it was Robert City, that's right, that, that was right there in West Tampa, right along the banks of what we now call, uh, uh, what we now call Riverside, Riverfront Park. Right. There was a whole thriving little town there, Robert City, gone. 
Right. They, these weren't natural occurrences. These were, this was ignorance. It was ignorance. They knew that those cemeteries were there. In St. Louis, give another example. In St. Louis, <laughs> did you know the arches in St. Louis, the, the arch, the St. Louis, the, the St. Louis arch mm-hmm. is built right over a black community? Hmm. It was destroyed. It was they wiped out the black community in the name of urban renewal. Right. Give you an example of something that happened right here in Tampa. The the house of Paulina and and uh, Ruperto Pedroso, who were the found they, they were black from Cuba, um, who were the founders of the of the Cuban that well they were the the Cuban club was held the meetings and stuff like that was held there in their house. Right, the mutual aid society was right there in their house. They, it was it was that much of a of a of of an important place right here in Tampa. Urban renewal happens, right, and then there's a mysterious fire, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden the Pedroso house has to go down, has to be torn down in the name of urban renewal. Now, in the place of that house right now stands what, what was actually committed to the country of Cuba. Uh, they're now saying that it's Cuban soil, which, which is the Friends of Marti Park. Stands in the place of what, what was at one time the home of Afro-Cuban couple Paulina and Ruperto Pedroso. Destroyed. Part of our history destroyed because what? Urban renewal. Mm-hmm. But these people buried these communities under the water. Underwater. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So this is the type of danger that we that we face if we sweep, if we allow this government, if we allow this this Department of Education, if we allow if we allow people to to do to sweep our history under the rug, this is what happens. All right, this is what happens. And you know, if uh, and that's very interesting. But if uh, climate change continues the way it is, there will be at least fifteen more cities underwater. Absolutely. And if they're on your bucket list, you better hurry up and go. <laughs> Uh, the uh, New Orleans mm. is uh, under threat in the coming decades. Uh, places like Atlantic City, New Jersey, will be completely underwater. Miami, Florida, could be completely underwater if things continue, if sea levels continue to rise. But uh, let's get back to the telephone lines. This is the Sunday Forum, and I know you have much that you could add. To the conversation, 813-239-9663 is the number to call. And you can also write us, DJ at WMNF.org. And uh, you are writing as well. Let's get to the phone lines. Walt, you ready to go? Let's do it. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. It's Simon from Lakeland. Um, Simon, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, Do you guys know who Wallace Brucker is? No, we do not. Really, I have a dental patient that was a student of Wallace Brucker. They called him Wally. He's the one who coined global warming. Very, very esteemed, quintessential scientist in this country. And um, anyway, uh, there was an eight-member international team that studied the Mediterranean seas during the Roman Empire. And it was the hottest in the last uh, 2,000 years. It was over 2 degrees Celsius in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let me move on. Um, as far as when we talk about race, I was, I was disappointed that you didn't allow the gentleman who called to talk a little bit more, even though you may have disagreed with him. When you talk about banning books, or systematic racism or institutional racism, I want the people who are listening to keep two words in mind. Marginalized versus ostracized. And that's very critical because 
a people who was ostracized like Nuremberg Laws in 1935 in Germany is very different than marginalized. Because a number of these books, if not all these books, except for one book that I thought of, can be bought and taught to their kids via the free market. I don't think that you would approve, I'm just assuming, of a book called Wet Goddess. West, I'm sorry, what, West what now? Wet, R-E-T, Wet Goddess. Wet Goddess is about a gentleman in Sarasota who had a sexual relation with a dolphin. Oh. And it, it was said at the height of the Vietnam protests. No, it was a couple it was a couple decades ago. The other book I'm wondering if you would approve of being taught in school The Secret Relationship Between Blacks and Jews by Louis Farrakhan. The reason I bring those up is because we all undergo litmus tests in life. And we're not perfect as human beings. And so if you talk about race issues, which I think we should, I think we should talk about more race issues than we do, because we would then talk about the head chief of the Cherokee Nation in the southeastern part of the United States having 400 slaves, African slaves, versus 102 132 African slaves that George Washington had. You know, history is very complicated, and do we want to go down the enema of life, whether it be Hispanic anti-black, whether it be black anti-Semitism, Muslim anti-Semitism, Jewish anti-Semitism, so on and so forth? How far do we want to go, and who do we want to be as an identity of the United States of America. Who are we and where are we going? And so that's what I find intriguing of the culture. News, Walter Lippmann, he's got a book that's 100 years old called Public Opinion. He said that news and truth are not the same. And I'll give you one example, and then I'll close it. I don't think you gentlemen have ever heard of Edward Bronstein. Edward Bronstein was a white man in California that died at the hand of the Los Angeles Police Department on March, months before George Floyd. And he died saying, I can't breathe for 12 times. He said 12 times, I can't breathe, as they tried to draw his blood because they have pulled him over for a DUI. Now, in May, George Floyd said, I can't breathe. And we all know the distinction between those two incidences. It was not about police brutality against the white man. It was against police brutality against the black man. So what, when you talk about banning books, it's a little hypocritical because I'll leave you with this. If we're truly looking for free speech, why doesn't WMNF have a centrist program, a talk show that is centrist? Is it afraid of free speech? No. And, and people come here and apply for shows and they don't go through a litmus test as whether or not they got to be centrist or rightist or leftist, but rightists don't feel comfortable here. We've had it. We've had them here on the air. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not going to argue that point, but I'm not exactly sure why that show doesn't exist today to your liking, but I think you find you find a lot of information and a lot of different uh, beliefs here on this radio station. And with, with respect to the books, uh, I'm not sure exactly what's... What the problem is, the, how what, hypocritical what, uh, it is. How, how, how it's hypocritical <laughs> for us not to... For, for us to want certain books to be back in the mainstream. For instance, uh, we talk about Color Purple. Right. But, I mean... He wants to... 
do this false false comparison uh, yeah. with this this guy who had an affair with a dolphin who wrote a yeah, book that's, about that's it. Absurd. It's that's, just that's, absurdity. That's absurd. I, I, I don't. I, I'm surprised that that was even brought up. Truthfully, um, and, and 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 quite honestly, I wouldn't expect that that the book by Louis Farrakhan um, would, end, would end up in any high school. Quite honestly. I'm just, just being real. I'm just being real. Yeah, it about wouldn't that. last. I mean, it wouldn't last. They, so that's that's about Farrakhan. Yeah. So you brought up you, you brought up books that that quite honestly, I, I wouldn't even consider, um, except on a, on a personal note. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, if you personally want to read those, fine. But it's like Huckleberry Finn. Why why would you ban Huckleberry Finn? The reason is because the because the language at the time is offensive. It, it would have been offensive. I, but I don't. I still don't think that Huckleberry Finn needs to be banned. <laughs> right. It needs to be. It needs to be taught in schools. Right. Okay, I, I'm I'm one who believes that. So you know, and Huckleberry Finn, by the way, for those people who don't know, was written by Samuel Clemens, also known as Mark Twain. I don't. So I don't think that that, that those, are, those are some good examples that were given. Right. It wasn't. And, and Simon, if you want your own show, just call up the station and ask them if you can get your own show. Go ahead, call her on the Sunday Forum. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. What's going on, Ron? You got a bad connection there. We're getting a lot of yeah, static. Yeah, you talking about this tank. Let me move it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you better hear some bubbles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell Simon and and uh, you might want to read the book by Ron Dalton called From Hebrews to Negroes. And that's the most current topic and banned book, uh, banned subject at the moment. That's got Kyrie in trouble. It got uh, it, well, Kanye was saying the stuff before. Yeah. people in trouble. <laughs> I believe that book makes a lot of Make, that makes a lot of leaps. <laughs> so we've got to read that ourselves and see yeah. what's going on there. <laughs> well, I used to be, uh, whatever it is, we prophesying the same thing when I was on TV back, back, you know, back to the Egyptians and Hebrews and all of that and the cultural deviation that it took when it got over here to the Western country, you know, with the Cleopatra, you know, the widening of uh, uh, all the actors, Moses and all of that. So, it was just interesting, and then it took the uh, talk about who the real Jews was in that book, supposedly take you back through the history and the lineage, and uh, it's very informative. So, uh, yeah, they wouldn't put that book in schools either. <laughs> it needs to be fact-checked. And, and <laughs> yeah, so, well, most books uh, probably might do, but they don't. Uh, when we went to school, I don't think they fact-checked anything. They just gave you books and made you read subjects. Yeah. And topics that yeah, we that talked about know. it in class, maybe. Yeah, but, but it was nothing. It never did have any racial overtones, as far as I know. About school teaching, it might have turned after years of somebody, you know, maybe thinking they need to more indoctrinate people. But it had black history. I took black history in high school, and then I understand the deviation from there too. So yeah, I mean, it, it's just a thing that some people don't want to respect other people's period that's that's the whole thing and, and that that, right. that needs to be addressed period and it, it's not a thing of racism we can't say anything without you jumping all over us chewing us up and down front and back you made the language you put it out <laughs> here but you you judging us on things we say but we can't judge you on your deeds that's the new thing i heard yeah your deeds your deeds are what should be front and center not my conversation or what I might slip, what Freudian slip out, whatever. So, you know, that that's where the narrative bit should be changed now from all of that, uh, you know, like even uh, preemptive, like you're going to think in the future for me. That don't make no sense, man. That don't really make no sense. It's like preparing for doomsday. You don't know what's going to happen. How, do, how can you prepare for something you don't know what's going to happen? See, a lot of things don't make sense, but, you know, we... we Feed so well, not me, but I'm just saying people feed into that stuff, man, and they get skewed. Everybody, that's a good term. They oh, terribly skewed, skewed terribly. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the things that that trouble that the, the call the caller that they came that called in earlier that, that we that we cut. Uh, I kind of wish that, that that we had heard the rest of what he was going to say. 
I think he said um, everything he was going to say. He was beginning as it was just becoming about let's the attack the, the fires of, of racism. Let's attack the, vic, the, right. the messenger. Right. And I mean, what's the point of attacking the messenger? He, um, because I, I would have loved to have responded to him on that. Quite honestly, we can still respond to him. He's listening, which I am. I'm going to do that. Uh, when we talk about stoking the fires of racism, stoking the fires <laughs> of racism. So, first of all, this show, and 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 and, and I'm going to answer this also in co-op with the statements that Simon made with regard to, uh, which I believe he made those comments about this show. This show was designed specifically for the purpose, for those of you who don't know this, this show was designed specifically for the purposes of identifying, talking about, um, and, and addressing the issues surrounding uh, the, the news and things like that that we are exposed to that quite often do not have anything at all that... That's that that's that was in the way of a uh, a black perspective. They don't there want was, us to have was, a voice th- th- at they all. Just don't. At all. And so again, they, here's they another really situation are. where um, where uh, white people will make a comment about what we can't have or what we shouldn't have or what we should do, like they would do. Or what it, right? And, and and that's not how it works. That's not how it works. That's not how this show was designed. That's not how it's going to go. This show is designed specifically for the purposes of looking at the looking at things from the perspective from the black perspective. Now, there are other shows that are on here that that are on WMNL that you are welcome to listen to. That will give you everything from the from the what they call the, the and I'm using air quotes mainstream media, mm-hmm. and that's fine. We don't do that here, not on the Sunday Forum. On the Sunday Forum, we look at we look at the issues that that will help people from the black community, especially, to understand that they do not live that we don't live in a bubble. Right. And these are the conversations that we have at home. This is the conversations we have at the living room, in the living room and sitting around the kitchen table. Yeah, the and in the barber shops. Right. These are things that are relevant to us. Right. You know, finally, there's something that's relevant to us that we that we can have. So why take that away? Hmm. Hey. You know. I also want to go back and say that WMNF's Tropical Heat Wave will be at the Cuban, Cuban Club on May the 6th, 2023. Just wanted to go back and reiterate that, that it will be there for check the it. person who wrote us earlier. So check it out. Yeah. Check it out. The next caller. Go ahead. Caller, you're on the Sunday Forum. Sorry. Um, I was wondering whether either of you had read How We Win the Civil War by Steve Phillips. I haven't. No. It's a really good book. I just finished it. Okay. And he talks about how the white supremacists basically have never given an inch, even though they, Robert E. Lee surrendered. They did never believed that it was a surrender, and they continued mm. fighting, and they're still fighting. So that's why you mm-hmm. see things like January 6th, because they're still fighting the same war. <laughs> right. And right. they're never going to stop. So pretending like you can compromise is one of the biggest fallacies the Democrats continue doing. Um, and why they don't just censure cinema and mansion is beyond me, because they continue trying to compromise, which means in their hearts, you know where they stand. Right, right. So he talks about from the grassroots getting leaders that will organize everyone that can come to, that is a progressive voice, Latinos, um, brown, black, all of us that are basically demographically surpassing the white minority, it will be, um, and getting everybody on board they do Excel spreadsheets. They figure out where the votes need to come from. They go to people who are not voting and get them on board because the 
data show that once you vote in two elections, you will continue voting without prompting or reminding. Mm-hmm. So if you get people to vote twice, then they can continue voting. And getting the people who are disenfranchised on board, figuring it all out and getting these communities out there, if we're, they have done it in Virginia. They are trying to flip Texas. So why can't this happen in Florida and other places? We just have to get our act together. And he, he talks about all this in this book. Yeah, it seems like every election to me sounds like it's a, another another round in the Civil War. I mean, it's like these issues have not been resolved. And I like the title of the book, How We Win the Civil War, as if it's an ongoing process. Because it is. And he <laughs> talks about how it is. He goes back to um, all the states, Arizona, you know, and Stacey Abrams, he, it, they're called level five leaders. And that's what we need to find. Yeah. to spearhead these things and you start at at the you know city commission you start at school board right. this is what needs to have to go after and we have to show the people that this can be done right absolutely thank the, you thank you very much for that i appreciate that the, you know when we talk about june january 6th um the insurrection the, the insurrection the january 6th <laughs> yeah. insurrection Look at, you know, these people that are supposed to be patriots, right? These, I, I fail to see how it is that you have people who call themselves patriots. Yes, they will, they will walk around with a swastika, a, a German flag, right? Or even a Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. Those two things that, you know... Because they think this is a white nation, and they think yeah, yeah. any progress is downgrade for them. Right. And they've, they've never been about change. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that, that, was, yeah, that, that was bad. That was really bad. Um, yeah. but, but, the, but the symbolism of the, of the use of or the carrying of those flags, right. for instance— no, man. I mean, my it's white my, solidarity. My, yeah, my my brother, my brother's a colonel, in, was, was a former colonel of the U.S. Army. Um, my father fought in Korea. Mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. uncle was in Vietnam and Korea, and was mm-hmm. a was was a prisoner of war in one. Right, and, and you know, and a lot of us was in Korea. Yeah, my grandfather. Vietnam. My yeah. So so you you have you have people. We have we have fought in all those different. Um, Including the American Revolution conflicts, yeah, and, and you know those are symbols of racism. Right. They're symbols of xenophobia, symbols of hatred that have no place or shouldn't shouldn't have any place here right. in, in, in this society anymore, right? But they do, and they're allowed to. And they're allowed to 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 do that. Do you know in Germany that what the what the penalty is for have, for doing anything like that in Germany? Carrying a, a swastika? Are Come you on, kidding me? <laughs> just just to just to just to hold your hand up in the in the 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 Nazi salute, right? Oh, you're going to jail. He saw some man boy getting off a plane or at an airport in Washington State, I believe, who was doing that. You know, just trying to gaslight everybody, screaming and yelling racist slurs at people and and throwing up the Heil Hitlers. Listen, you want to throw somebody in jail, throw these people in jail. Exactly. You know, but but they're going they're coming after us like like we we built this mom. Exactly. The house that black built. For them for them <laughs> to turn around and do that? Right. But the fact that there was a black family in the White House seems to have really Throwing him into a, a total curveball, to, total yeah, curveball for them. They gonna they start mad. Handle, they cannot handle it. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday forum. You want to join this discussion? Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? Can you hear me? Yes. 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 I just wanted. You know, I do want to join the discussion. Usually, I do join the discussion and everything, but I, I just just want to just this is a very rare moment on a Sunday morning that I do have to. Uh, somewhat change the, the 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 temper of the of the of the discussion. I do realize the importance of it. You know, and I'm usually 
calling in about, you know, uh, about the effects of uh, health care disparities and, and, the, and the case before the Supreme Court. But I just got to say that the University of Michigan, the feet of the Ohio State Buckeyes is go blue. Hell, hell, the Michigan. Your boy, my man, used to be at the show on it before, you know, in the morning. You know, he, he was an Ohio State fan. I'm sure he's listening. All right. I was on all Michigan right, yesterday. Right. I was I was all into Michigan yesterday. <laughs> Go ahead, Carl. You're on the Sunday forum. Hey, uh, uh, Hudu. Hudu. What's going on, Brother African? You all right? Uh, what's going on, Brother African, man? I'm, I have no complaints and no problems I can't solve. I just want to say I really appreciate the festive discussion you've had this morning. Um, the only solution is revolution. And um, it, uh, until we... As African people, uh, no matter where we're colonized, whether it's within the uh, so-called uh, borders of the United States, um, uh, you know, anywhere around the world, until we uh, completely understand that our only solution to every problem, whether it's uh, uh, global warming, climate change, uh, 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 housing problems, police stations uh, in the centers of our communities, all, all of those things are, are, are problems that only revolution will solve. Um, these ideas that we can vote it out, uh, you know, two times and, and maybe, you know, after that it multiplies exponentially, vote it out, uh, you know, all this stuff. I mean, you know, sure we want to create democratic space for the, to, to bring the revolution into, uh, fruition, but the only solution is revolution. And with that said, there's this book. I think one of your callers. Oh, and this, this, this is a caller. I wanted to say something about a couple of callers. One caller called in and said something like, "History is complicated" or something like that. Um, I, 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 I prefer Malcolm's Malcolm X's definition of history. Malcolm, and I think he uh, was probably echoing what Elijah Muhammad once said about history. That of all our studies, history is best qualified to reward our research. So, you know, it, it ain't got to be complicated. We just got to read it and, you know, take the time to understand it. And when it works for us, like Malcolm said, you know, see what other people before us did. And if it worked for them, they'll yeah, do it ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And and there's this other call of um, who, but, but let me just stick with this Malcolm thing right now. Um, the, the, the thing that for me, is oh, this other caller talked about a book. I mean, so the, and there's a book called The War of the Fleet, and that's a book that one should read. Uh, the War of the Fleet. It's by a guy. I think his last name was Tabor, P-A-B-E-R. And, and and in that idea of you know looking at what other people did and do it ourselves, one of the things that The War of the Fleet discusses is how important it is for people to have hope. Those of us who uh, need the revolution in order to solve our problems, it's important for us to have hope. And I realize that uh, a lot of times we talk about what, you know, people like the mayor of the of Tampa does to us, what the city council does to us, or does not allow us to do it. All the, I mean, and, and these are important conversations with the environmentalists don't do it. All these things are, in, you know, important to know. At the same time, what is equally, if not more important to know, is that we can do stuff. We ought to have more conversations about uh, uh, revolutionaries like Nat Turner, revolutionaries like Harriet Tubman, what they did, because it gives people hope to know that, that we did it before, and so we could probably do it again. I heard a lot of conversation about Jews. The Jews have this book called the Bible. They talk about how David killed Goliath, right? They talk about how um, how Moses uh, messed up the Pharaoh, you know, in a, in a serious kind of way with, you know, with plagues and other things. You know, how the Jews, you know, had an agent. Uh, they called it the angel, but it was the agent of, of uh, the, the, the Hebrews, the Israelites, rather, that they came through and killed all the firstborn of the people who won in the Israelite group. And, you know, you have these stories over and over and over again in the Bible, how they were able to just tear down cities, uh, uh, that the oppressor, where the oppressor had power, killed the oppressor. Uh, there's a guy named Samson who killed a bunch of oppressors with a 
donkey jawbone. They say, I think they say the bone of an ass or something like the jawbone of an ass. <laughs> and I mean, and so there are all these stories and you know of what uh, of what people can do, and we have those stories too. We have the Dante Morris story. I know we don't want to talk about Dante Morris, but we have a Dante Morris story. We have a LaGale Nixon story. We have a Mark Essex story. We have stories that say that we can. Um, uh, organized, uh, even though they weren't particularly organized individuals, they were courageous enough. And when we, when, when we are courageous and strong, um, and, and we, and we move like we understand that we must fight for our lives and not beg or vote for our lives, uh, it, 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 it gives us a certain kind of hope that revolution is, a, is, is, uh, uh, is within our grasp. You know, it's a reality that is within our grasp. And I just, I really appreciate um, the things that we talk about. Somebody, another caller said, this is the only uh, black voice on WMNF. And I just want to say, I, I definitely agree. And I just, I'm looking forward to hearing, uh, even if you have to bring me on every now and then. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. hearing more stories about what we can, what we have done, so we know what we can do. Because it ain't going to, Jane Caster ain't going to fix it. Uh, uh, the, city, the city council ain't going to fix it. They've been showed us that for 30, 40 years. Uh, you know, county, at least that long. I've been around that long. The county commission ain't going to fix it. School board ain't going to fix it. We're going to still be in the same trick trap until we know that we don't have to live like this that because we've seen our ancestors or our progenitors uh, do stuff to change it, uh, and, and we can do the same thing to change it ourselves. And that, that's so important. I mean, yeah, in my view. And I, I really appreciate you allowing me to share about that. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Appreciate right you, man. Uh-huh. All right, Uhuru. Um, and, you know, we all have a story. And, and we have ancestors. Each and every one of us have ancestors that did things. And, you know, I've been trying to get Walter L. Smith II to go on finding our roots with uh, Professor <laughs> Henry Louis Gates. Because I think, you know, being the son of a, of a university president, you deserve to be there. And we deserve to know what your ancestors did. And we need, we need that personal connection with history and each and every one of us need to go if we can't go on that show we need to go and find out who our ancestors were and what they did and and uh that gives us our personal story which is the nation's story it's a collection of personal stories and they did things that we should be proud of but we don't know because these stories aren't shared at nauseum like other people's ancestors stories are shared but if we learn what our ancestors did on a personal level we'll tell those stories ourselves you have an open space right here on wmnf to tell those stories absolutely man so I, I'll I'll try to get that done. I want you to get that done. I'll try to get that done. I want to see you finding your roots I'm with finding Henry roots. Louis Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, call it. You're on the Sunday Forum. Hi, my name is Mike. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Hey, I'm Mike. Follow up on what Simon said. I'm currently reading a book called The Slave Trade by Hugh Thomas, and it's a big history of the Atlantic slave trade. And yes, Jews were involved in the slave trade. Yeah, that, you know, that, that's a fact, because Jews back at that time, the 1500s and 1600s, were international traders, and so international trade involved. But guess what? So were the Portuguese, the Spanish. The Portuguese the, started the, it. The, the, the Italians, <laughs> right? The Pope was involved in it, and so were the Yoruba tribes, the Oyo tribes, and the Wolofs. But my question is, so what? I mean, what, what is the meaning of this? Should we blame, mod- should we blame Simon for what some Jew did in, in the 1600s? Or should we blame a modern Portuguese or a, uh, you no. know, who had nothing to do with it? No, because um, there was a revolution that changed <laughs> yeah, things. And, Go ahead. Yeah. The question is, and should we blame modern American whites for the actions of the Confederacy? I think that we shouldn't. That it doesn't make sense to blame modern people who had nothing to do with these past events for things that happened in the past. I think we should blame modern people. For what they do in the modern age. Exactly, so, I agree with so that. Now, which is why I tell tell you what great. DeSantis has done. Go ahead. Well, well, hang on, hang on. Let me finish my point. So the question is, why are people playing this blame game? 
Another, you know, why are people assigning blame to other people? Why are people saying, like, you did something back then, you did something back then? The reason is because it's used to justify some kind of modern agenda. We say, oh, this, we're, we're the victims, somebody did this, this, so hence we deserve this and this and this. No, we're and tired of history that's, repeating that's, itself. That's, that's where it gets controversial because people will sometimes ask for things that are unfair, you know, to other people in, in, in this modern age based upon blaming somebody for something that happened way back when. Okay, well, you tell... Then teach your children... Tell DeSantis to teach white kids what happened in schools. Mm -hmm. Teach them not to blame them or make them feel bad so that we'll know, they'll know, and we won't repeat history. That's the point. Why is, it, why is there well, an issue well, with if, that? If you happen to read the, the, the Stop Woke Act, what the Stop Woke Act says is that no modern person shall be blamed, shall be assigned individual blame for something that happened in the past where they weren't alive. For instance, you can't, as a teacher, point to a German transfer student in the class and say, he's responsible for, for the Holocaust. You didn't oh, need a whole law to do that. Come yeah, that's, on, man. That's, you know, that, that law is absurd. It's Very absolutely much. absurd. Are you still there, sir? No, we moved on the, to okay. the next caller. That, that's an absolutely absurd law, man. Um... Why would I sit there as a teacher and and put and point right. to a student? That, that's that's just like that's when the white teacher told all black kids in his class last week that his race was superior. Oh, so man, that on. kind of stuff is stupidity. But you didn't need a law to to police teachers yeah. like that. And, and Go any ahead, caller. Just doing that doesn't deserve to be hey. in the classroom. Go ahead. It's Karen uh, in Dunedin. Thank I believe we've had silence silent racism for a long time because, you know, I my first thought was Trump has made us so divisive, but a Republican would say no, Obama did. And the only thing Obama did was be a black man in the White House. Right. And I think it just showed people's true colors that they've always felt this way, which is, to me is very scary, you know. Yeah, because, continuing to fight the Civil War. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that these people have been racist silently for so long and then they, they felt threatened with Obama in the White House. And then Trump just made it okay to, to say whatever he thought. And DeSantis thinks he's okay making these laws where you can't teach history, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's all I want to say. Well, thank you, thank Karen. You. We appreciate thank it. Thank you for your call. Um, One more call. That's, she hit that wrong. Yes, yeah, she did. Go ahead, call her. You're on the Sunday Forum. You're, you're probably going to be the last word. Hello, caller. Hello. 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 Go ahead. Hey, this is Steve from Tampa. I love your show. And for anybody who thinks that there should be a different point of view or the Sunday morning forum should show all points of view, donate to WMNF. Volunteer. <laughs> Put together a program. You know, it's not sort of, you know, book club for people who want to, like, rewrite history coming up with names of people. I mean, read Gunnar Myrdal from 1955, I think it was, The American Dilemma. Then read Ibram Kendi, Stamped from the Beginning. Why don't you read something other than what promotes your viewpoint and see whether you can think a little bit differently about something. So I really value being able to tune in, listen for an hour to a large chunk of the population's point of view that I don't get every day. I don't get it in my church. I didn't get it where I went to law. I didn't get it where I went to school. I get it Sunday morning. Okay. Cut off the crazies. That's all I can <laughs> <laughs> We all do. <laughs> Thank you very much, brother. Hey, hey, man. Just be listening for the crazies because we know it when we hear it. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, listen. Um, this has been a tremendous show. Uh, we appreciate your participation. We appreciate your listening. And we hope and pray that you have a very, that you had a very great Thanksgiving. Um, it was a year ago on Thanksgiving Day that I lost my father. Yes. Um, in my mind, the greatest man in the world was my father just like in, for any son um, he taught me a lot and I thank 
God for the opportunity to have been raised by this man and for him to have had the chance to to raise us and cultivate who we are as his children and raise means of other people above the bad things that happen out there. Um, thanks, Dad. We love you. And as always, from my voice to the radio waves, to the hearts and the minds of the people, we love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it here on the Sunday Forum. Peace to you. We have the the Postbarton Hoop Nanny coming up next. Here on WMNF Tampa.